Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Financial Fitness. I'm your host, Jared Myers, joined by my fabulous co-host. Keela. Hello, Keela. Hello. And our special Hi. guest today, Keela, first of all, how was your weekend? It's good to see you again. You know, we didn't get to have you live on the last one. Um, you know, sorry to cut this person off, but, you know, we'll get to him. He's been here before. He's a, he's a well-known guest. <laughs> Go ahead, Keela. My weekend was great. It was very relaxed. Didn't do much of anything. We had a little bad weather to come through this way, but other than that, we're good. We had a beautiful Sunday. Awesome, awesome. Well, this next gentleman here really needs no big introduction. However, the colossal clout, if you're familiar with Sandlot, <laughs> I've got Chandler Artis back on the line here today, guys. Chandler, thanks so much for coming back. Good family friend, good good friend of mine that also is a manager in the credit union realm, as we spoke about. And again, Chandler, glad to have you back. Oh, thanks for having me. Always, I appreciate man. it. Always a pleasure. Yes, sir. Uh, so, you know, these last few episodes, we've been talking about spend, save, invest in. We've been talking about uh, life during the pandemic. And, you know, with the way things continue to move for the average individual that we usually see and kind of routinely run into, I kind of want to get y'all's perspective on what life is going to be like after the after this pandemic. What do we see moving forward? What do we see from a retail credit borrowing side uh, channel that you may see? And then Keela as well, from your perspective, what is something you may see from a business side uh, where you see things kind of go into uh, an adverse effect and see a boom, or maybe it's a bust. I'm gonna go. Um, you know, we'll open the ch- floor for you, uh, Keila. Kind of see where we start from a business side, and uh, Chandler. You know, definitely feel free to come on in, and then we're gonna go from the personal side and see where Chandler's aspect uh, kind of can really hone in on some of those things. That I think that makes a difference. Yeah. So from the business side, um, I actually had a good conversation with the customer today about this. Um, he was in business. Um, a long time ago. He's no longer in business, but we were just talking about how the pandemic has really just um, really opened uh, some eyes to show um, a lot of different things. And we were talking about um, the restaurant business in particular. And uh, he started out with the question, he asked me what were the rates were doing. And I, of course, we all know the rates aren't doing pretty much at this moment. There, And I told him, I was like, you know, we're still uh, offering the same thing across the board. And he was uh, he was like, well, yeah, you know, and I apologize. I was like, I'm sorry, you know, you know how the economy is. And he was, um, you know, he was just basically saying that a lot of business suffered because um, they, they had really no, they weren't prepared. You know, and a lot in, in, in retrospect, just thinking about it, no one was really prepared, even the most, successful, the most prominent business just simply was not prepared for anything like this. But I I really think that the rebuilding of the economy from a business aspect is going to start with the small business sector. Um, Over half of uh, the uh, Americans that are employed work for companies that uh, have 500 or fewer employees, which tells us that, you know, that goes leans more to the small business aspect. And I think in order for the economy to uh, regain and be able to um, grow in that area, it's going to start with the financial sector, the bank, being able to offer something to help the small business. 
if that makes any sense. So it's going to start with um, us, the banks, creating those products, making banking essentially easier or more favorable. Um, and I use that loosely. Um, <laughs> the regulations. Creating something, and it helps of creating something for um, for those small businesses to reveal. Um, I was reading just like some statistics in an article today, and they were just basically just, uh, they broke it down about a lot of the uh, companies that kind of suffered at, during the first half of the pandemic. There was like a 22% overall uh, decrease in the, um, as far as small businesses go. Did you guys know like the estimate of whether business were gonna, businesses were going to bounce back? They're looking at like eighty to one hundred sixty thousand small businesses to be closed permanently, like not to open back up. And um, a lot of those, uh, unfortunately, who fa- who uh, fell in that category were um, a lot of small, of course, small businesses because that's what we're talking about. And unfortunately, those non-white business owners. Um, you have like Latinos, I think they were down like 32% and, and African Americans were down like 41%. So I'm thinking that it's going to be more so on the bank to create products to help, um, extend, be able to create that, um, uh, extension of credit to these small businesses. Um, that, uh, that, that number right there, that 80 to 160,000, I think when we were in the car channel, we kind of spoke on that from the personal side. So now you've got these businesses who won't be regaining back any type of business per se, if they're looking to shut down, what happens to the personal side for somebody who was looking to get established, build their credit, um, get things ready in order to kind of be on top in 2020. What is some of the things that you kind of see moving forward affecting this now? Yeah. So a big one is just going to be all these small businesses that are going under. Obviously they're not going to be around, you know, they're not going to have that employment anymore. So they're going to be losing all that paycheck. Um, a lot of people weren't having that established credit already. That's something you see a lot with younger kids uh, coming out of high school, coming out of college, have zero credit. And they're trying to get into the workforce and you're in that small business where you have all the, you know, opportunity beforehand. Now those small businesses don't have the opportunity. So that's a big one is the employment. You're having trouble finding jobs. You don't have jobs. You don't have the income. If you don't have the income, how are you supposed to get approved for a loan? So, you know, a lot of people that didn't have the the family or the parents that were able to co-borrow or co-sign with them, get them involved and establish that credit early on. You're kind of at that downside now where it's, it's tough to do it by yourself individually. It is. It is. And I think we run into people that we see from both perspectives. Now you have people that were in a position, they're preparing, they're doing everything right, and then boom, mm-hmm. now they're not ready. Now it's, okay, how do I restart this process from a personal side? Do I do I have to work multiple jobs? Do I have to find the steady means of income? Like, what is it going to take for me to get approved now if my employment had to end and I did end up getting a new job? Yeah, so... I mean, the good thing about the credit union I work at is we do take all that into consideration when we're working on loans for them. You know, we're going to look at your credit report, obviously, look at the score, just get that history and see what was going on there. But, I mean, we understand what happened. So, I mean, a lot of people were affected by the pandemic. A lot of people's employment was affected by it. So it's something we're going to look at. Um, we offer a bunch of secured loans, secured credit card, things like that to help establish the credit or rebuild it if you're in a point where you don't, you know, you don't have that credit where it needs to be. Um, we have a bunch of debt consolidation loans is another thing you can look at. So trying to use something that you already own. So 
So doing an equity loan on your home, you know, if you've got that established yeah. equity, which right now home prices and home values is just through the roof. Yes. So, I mean, it's, it's just crazy yeah. the amount of equity people have in the house that they don't even know about. And a lot of people, yeah. they hear that and are like, oh, don't want to get a second mortgage, don't want to tie my home up. That's the thing that has the most value in your whole life. Why not Absolutely. use what you own, use something that you already have to make your situation better? It's just a no-brainer in my opinion. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I yeah, like the way I, you said that. Yeah, I love that. I love the way you just said that. You know, historically, the way to even build wealth was literally starting with home ownership, owning owning your own home. So you hit you hit the nail on the head when you said that. Like a lot of people are going to have to um, look at that um, use that from a personal perspective. That uh, as led also as leverage. One thing this pandemic has done, though, you guys, it has essentially in a sense, level the playing field because we all are, are are at this starting point of trying to figure out how do we continue to move forward. And it's those um, avenues, as Chandler just stated, that, you know, you know, in a sense, no, I don't want to take out a second mortgage, but if you want to um, amend, then this is going to be a, a good starting point. And, and as history has shown, Home ownership. It was one of the. Uh, it was the number one. It's the number one way to uh, create wealth. So. And I want to take that same point, Keila, that you just mentioned, and throwing it back to you from a business perspective. This is the time where people who can build themselves that they have to take that second mortgage and they don't want to work. They do want to start that business. Here's that same time. Like you said, it's level playing field from people who can still get the PPP to people who were just now being able to qualify for loans because of the position that they found themselves in never right. borrowing prior right. or just now getting credit cards. Now, where do you look to go first? Do you look to personally get a situation where you can have be in a quality position to receive a loan, receive a, um, anything in that position? Or my credit's not that great. Uh, we've had tons of people do this. PPP, I want to start a business. I want to get these funds. What's the difference? And I'll let both of you well, guys chime in there. Well, I, um, as for me, in my opinion, I would just, you, that's going to be um, a person to person uh, or individual to individual scenario. And individuals are going to have to really, really focus in on what's going to be the better um, benefit, what's going to benefit them the, uh, the best. What you don't want to do is go with the mindset, I'm going to go and create more debt for myself, especially in terms of thinking um, of the PPP. You need to have a good understanding of what their payroll, the, uh, the rules in regard to that um, payroll protection plan. However, the SBA also have loans out there for uh, startup companies. They, there are other products out there. I was reading something, and it was saying Bank of America is um, – pledging like a million dollars to uh, start up uh, small businesses or the one or helping one to uh, recreate or rebuild, rebrand, uh, you know, because a lot thinking in terms of to meet that whole expectation of what the CDC rules and guidelines are now, some people are going to have to restructure their business. Mm. So again, it's going to go back to even from an individual perspective, even if you want to start, it's all going to start with it's, it's a case by case scenario. 
and you're really just going to have to look at what's going to be most beneficial to you and what's most practical without, especially if you're looking at a perspective of my credit is not that good or I'm just getting into a good position. You don't want to go out here and create a wealth of debt for yourself, especially in an economy where we're just now or, or post-pandemic years, I'll say that. Uh, I think you bring a good perspective. Chandler, what do you have to say to that? Yes, I mean, we don't handle a lot of startup businesses. Um, that's one of the, the things. It's just, just being a smaller credit union. Our business side's not as big. We do have a lot of people that come in. They're like, hey, what can we do for a startup? And if you can't take out a, a personal loan, then we don't have a lot on our side. Usually you have to be in two years' tax returns, mm-hmm. basic, mm-hmm. for our commercial banker to be able to do anything. But we do have the, the personal loan option that we're able to do, you know, back to the equity loan, back to just a, an unsecured personal loan. We also have some great credit cards that we're able to, to offer. Um, but, yeah, it just like, like Keila said, it just comes down to a case-by-case. Yeah. What's going to work best for that individual as to the means to get their business up and running in a way that's going to be able to make them money? You know, there's always going to be some sort of risk if you're doing, you know, your own business. Absolutely. Doing a small business, it's not something that everybody can get out there doing and be successful right. right then. You know, it's going to take right. time. You're going to need to plan. You're going to need to you know what's going on. You may have to, you know, tighten that belt a little bit for a while, maybe cut back on some costs. Yeah. And then with how the pandemic is, you know, everything's going to move more towards, you know, being able to do it virtually, doing it, you know, not having to be in that brick and mortar if you don't have to be. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm seeing a lot mm-hmm. of now. Um, and before I was at the credit union, I was working at another bank doing merchant and doing treasury. And uh, that bank had a lot of things set up, which probably benefited all their businesses because we tried to have it so they didn't have to come to a branch. We tried to have it so they could do mobile deposits, do their credit cards, do everything from their business and not have to bring deposits into the bank, not have to worry about the merchants coming through. So I think we're going to see a lot more of moving away from having to bring deposits to the bank if you don't have to, moving away from having to have customers come to you and see, you know, person to person and move more towards that online side. If that's, if that's an option for that type of business. I definitely agree with you. You're going to have, you're going to have those personal bankers that, like you said, like you said, everything is moving towards that digital, that digital experience. And with people who don't want to come in more people who are wanting to understand more about building credit and things like that, that's going to have to be available online. Mm -hmm. So what are these, what I mean, not just, Banks in general, but like you said, what information is it being offered out there that, okay, what's the best option for me? I want to buy a house, but my credit score is not that great yet. How can I get prepared to be that? Or I'm ready to purchase a house. I don't have any money down. There's programs out there. I think where we're going after this pandemic is going to be a very slow but very steady growth, in my personal opinion. I do see uh, a lot of things rising back up immediately and quickly, as we've seen on the market side. But you've also got to look at every perspective. But more so individually, the financial fit aspect of it is the person-to-person, case-by-case scenario, as we just explained. Um, How do we find a way for for these next two to three years? What is some recommendations that you would give people who just – preparing to, like I said, just whether it's build credit, buy a house, save, what is the biggest aspect that you think is going to be the biggest difference different difference maker? Um, you and Keila, what do y'all think is going to be the biggest difference maker in a personal side of borrowing and, you know, just in as well as business side? Like what are you going to see as the biggest aspect as things occur? I think it falls back to the, the old adage of when's the best time to plant a tree? Yesterday. So, I mean, if you're going to start saving, if you want to buy a house in the future, if you want to get a loan in the future, 
the time to start trying to make sure you're in that right mindset and, you know, be able to do that financially is right now. You, you just got to start yeah. savings. You got to start, you know, looking at your credit, seeing what you can do to build the credit. Because if you're going to try to wait until you're ready to buy a house to find out that your credit is not where it needs to be, yeah. that's, I mean, it's the worst time to be able to do that. Yeah. You, know, you, you need right. to be planning. And, you know, we've, you know we, we've seen how the market goes. We've seen how everything is right now. Rates, rates are pretty much an all-time low. I mean, you're not going to find loan rates better than what they are right now. So there's, there's no way, no more room for them to go down. Rates are eventually going right. to go back up. So if you're going to do some sort of loan to build credit, right now is the best time. Now you got that little bit of interest that you're going to pay back, but that's going to build that credit. Yep. So if you've got the option to do a saving secured loan, a saving secured credit card, if you're able to do an unsecured loan, you know, just something to have on that credit, make sure that you're making those payments. Obviously you want to make sure that those loan payments fit in your budget. Mm-hmm. Don't overextend yourself. Just thinking, Oh, mm-hmm. I got to get something to get on the books. Yeah. You know, if, if you're not doing it right, it's just going to hurt you more. Agreed. But yeah, just doing, doing the correct planning, making sure that, you know, you start now yeah. if it's something that you want to do in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Everything that Chandler just said, it's all about, and it really goes all the way back to um, what we constantly talk about as far as being financially fit. In order to be financially fit, there's some planning in that. There's, um, of course, you're constantly reviewing and going over time to see, you know, making sure that you're, you're, everything is lining up. And of course, naturally, we know everything isn't going to be perfect, but the idea is to become disciplined in your finances enough so you'll know, okay, this is my objective. And in order for me to get to this objective, I have to meet, you know, point A, B, and C, but I have to be consistent across the board, not consistent for a month or two months or, or what have you. It's all about, and here's the idea and here's the key. The it's not just being disciplined just enough to get you to the objective. It's about being disciplined to enough and creating a habit and making it a way of life so you can maintain after you meet that objective. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to buy a house, you need to make sure that your mindset that you're catering to as, as far as your finances go going to help you be able to keep your house because you can meet the goal you can get the house but it's also about keeping the house as well you know i agree i agree uh yeah, sorry, I just got a little caught up in the moment right there, just thinking about the, my next question I was going to go for with you guys. So short-term and long-term aspects. You know, we do talk about what's best about giving back to uh, the people that invest with us, the people that or listen to us talk about investing, people that listen to us talk about this show itself, but also where are y'all's goals and where are y'all looking to over the next few years, personally, you know, in your opinion? Where, where, where are you looking to place majority of the money you're building up and where y'all looking to place that yeah so a big one for me is home you know um the, whole, the house i'm in right now is appreciated a lot next step is to you know, take the money that i'm going to profit off of that versus the next home like I'm, I'm big on the equity side if you can have equity in your home you're gonna be able to finance whatever you need to finance for the rest of your life um you know so you looking at that being able to buy a home that has more value being able to put money into the home to gain more value is one thing obviously I'm going to do. Another thing is going to be retirement accounts. Make sure that I've got my IRA how it needs to be. Put aside some of my paycheck in that 401k, um, you know, any other stocks as well. Just making sure that I'm, I'm trading and, and putting aside money for the future. Because while there are needs that I have now, nothing's more important than having that future setting aside for, you know, my 10-month-old and, and the future kids I may have. I want to make sure that they're also going to be set for life. So not only, you know, looking for my future, my wife's future, 
making sure that my whole family is set. And like I said, that's just all long-term looking at that, you know, making sure that you have the home how it needs to be, making sure you have the retirement account set up and, you know, saving as much as I can. Mm, yeah. I like that. Keela, what about you? That's pretty much the same. For starters, for me, I would say my short term, it's kind of long, but my short term is basically um, purchasing a home. That's what I've been working on so hard, especially with my, uh, a lot of people and it's something a lot of people shy away from talking about. Um, I went through a divorce, so I kind of had to like start over, take a step back and regroup. You know, I went from having a two income, you know, household to one, and it's just me, you know. So I had to refocus, plan, and now I'm in a good position. So the idea is for me, short term, is to get in a good place so when I get ready to purchase my home. And like for myself personally, I want to build. A lot of people are like, well, First time, you know, this stuff first, like, you don't, do you really want to do that? But I know that that's something that I start to have. So it's, it's all about creating a plan. And I may not be able to build straight out or something like that, but that's a goal. So I'm, in short term, I'm saving. I've created, I, like, a strict financial, a strict financial budget. Like, literally, I said, just this week, starting today, like, no more eating out at all during the week. Like they're put out. I'm I fail every cooking. time I say that. <laughs> you know, and I try, but if it, if you have to continue to make that conscious effort to do better. My mom called and asked me something. I was like, Mom, it's not in the budget. I can't, you know, like, I got to wait, you know, and we chuckled at it. But I have to do that for myself in order for me to just get myself in a habit of not doing something on a whim or saying, oh, I can move this and I'll put this back. That's the worst thing ever. Don't do that. Stick to your budget. So for a short-term goal right now, it's, of course, purchasing a home. Long-term, um, I have been talking away at my retirement, especially right now. I'm in a good position to do so. So, I, you know, just learning how to increase those um, my contributions to that, um, you know, to my uh, retirement long-term. And like Chandler said, like I purchased some um, – some insurance, you know, some policies or what have you, because now I'm looking to make making sure that the boys have what they need, and they'll be able to, uh, when they go off to college, they won't have to worry about the things that I have to worry about, for sure, long time. So, in creating something, and third, you know, my family, we're kind of like starting up a little business startup, so I've been, uh, we've been kind of like investing, my siblings and I, we've been investing in that, you know, or what have you, and it's going to be really, really good. I think it's going to, uh, I think it's going to work out great, you know, so that's what we've been doing uh, right now. So home retirement business or home business retirement, you know? Oh, yeah. And folks, there you have it. As far as being financially fit, it's a process. You take your time, yep. you get organized, and you set a plan. You work to achieve that plan day by day, night by night, whatever time frame and whatever period it may take you. Um, just speaking to these two young individuals, we sit here, everybody's situation is different. Everybody gets in shape in a different way, and everybody's motivated by a different thing. Um, to say on the course of the last lines to kind of wrap up here, I'm very in the same boat with both of you guys. Equity is in my home. I'm definitely looking to do the same thing long term. I don't have anybody to leave it to, though, yet, Chandler. So leave you, it to you. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> so, yeah, we're definitely focused on that. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Financial Fitness. I'm your host, Jared Myers. I'm going to let the other two sign off on their own. Oh, thank you for having me, Jared. It's always fun coming over here. No problem, so, Chandler. Yeah, anytime. Always. Yeah. always. 
It's always a pleasure, uh, Chandler. It's always good talking to you. Yeah, you too, Being from, uh In that other half or that other realm, I like hearing all this yeah. stuff. <laughs> As always, folks, I bring you greetings from old Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> y'all have a good night. All right, have yep. a good one. Thank y'all. Thank you.